The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for 99 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada Biglock Mom on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. We are celebrating the 92nd anniversary of the Kaimuki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue in Honolulu on the island of Oahu. The anniversary will be held the evening of Wednesday, October 26, 2022. Gospel services begins at 7 p.m. We welcome you to celebrate this wonderful occasion with us. 
To start our musical grand today, members of the church choir will sing The Banner of the Cross, led by choir director Emilia Hahn. They are accompanied by Teari Summers on the piano and Rose Bachel Carter on the organ. number, the church band will play What a Friend We Have in Jesus, led by yours truly. Yes, Jesus is a friend who can, we can talk to. When we leave everything to Him in prayer, Jesus carries us and takes us through our burdens and cares. He lightens our hearts and gives us peace of mind.
Up next is Sherlyn Bing, who will sing the song softly and tenderly. She is accompanied by yours truly on the piano. Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, trustee Associate Pastor Vince Rose Senior on the guitar, and Iris Locke on the drums. Jesus is earnestly and tenderly calling. Will you heed his call?
We call upon the church choir once again, who will sing the song, O Love. They are accompanied by Edith Masuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. What a blessing to have Jesus to turn to when we are weary and worn, and whether we are up or down. As we continue to turn to Him in time of need, He comforts and strengthens us daily. Please join in and sing along with our choir, following the words at the bottom of your screen. Oh, no. 
instrument number will be performed by the church orchestra led by trustee associate pastor Emmonsbrook Sr. They will play a rendition of the song, When Jesus Returns for His Own. vocal will be sung by saints in harmony. The uplifting song they have chosen to sing is entitled, Since Jesus Came Into My Heart. They are accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano, Mrs. Sansing on the guitar. This heartwarming song is dedicated to Mrs. Mildred Gibson of Honolulu, Hawaii. May the Lord bless you most abundantly, pressed down and overflowing for your faithfulness to the Lord, His work, and all that you do for the Lord. Have a joyful and blessed day. Since Jesus came into my heart 
since Jesus came into my heart. There's a life in the valley of death now for me since Jesus came into my heart. And the gates of the city beyond I can see since Jesus came into my heart. Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Hondo, and I would like to repeat our television time stations locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website 
on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balongo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It has been very heartwarming and a true privilege indeed, receiving your calls, written correspondences, and verbal expressions of deep admiration and esteem for our talented choir, band, orchestra, and various vocal and instrumental groups who diligently participate in the musical portion of our weekly telecasts. However, no matter how awesome their performances or presentations may be, remember that paramount and above all else on these telecasts is the inspiring Word of God for it not only quenches one's thirst, it is the very staff of life itself and truly food for the hungry soul. Oftentimes, people unwarringly become attached to a preacher, a pastor, a priest, or a minister far, far more than Jesus. This, in my opinion, can lead to unwarranted situations which can result in great personal disappointments, such as we have occasionally witnessed in the news media at present. Man is weak, man fails, but you can be sure Jesus never fails. The star of our weekly telecast viewers is certainly Jesus, and you should always hang your laurels upon him. Therefore, with that thought in mind, my sermon today is entitled, The End of All Things is at Hand. To be a member in the family of Jesus Christ requires to live a life that personifies his lifestyle. However, many feel that this manner of living is too restrictive because it calls for completely excluding sin from our lifestyle as our Savior Jesus Christ directs us, his believers and followers to live. Therefore, we offer today's sermon to better understand the promises of Jesus Christ given to help every man, woman, and child make the right decision to accept Jesus Christ today. For today is the day of salvation. This decision to live a new life in Christ Jesus begins when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and are filled with His Holy Spirit. Doing this will make the right decision to fulfill God's plan of salvation and requirement for all mankind in this life. We then will inherit God's eternal promise given to believers to live with Him in heaven, above, as members of His family. 1 Peter 4, 5-7 instructs, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that that might be judged according to men in the flesh, 
but live according to God in the Spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. The disciples questioned Jesus Christ in Matthew 24, 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Jesus Christ answered this three-part question as follows. Part one, when shall these things be? Refers to the destruction of Jerusalem. Answered in Luke 21, 20, and 24, and when he shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Parts two and three read, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? And of the end of the age, referring to the course of this age, Jesus Christ answered in Matthew 24, 4-8 and 14. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And he shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that he be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. If this is the beginning of sorrows, we sure don't want to be on the earth when the end time comes. Luke 21, 26 to 28 says, Men's heart failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 7, 29, But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wise be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possess not, and they that use this world as not abusing it, for the fashion of this world passeth away. Looking back over history, we find that the signs point forward to the end of this age. Even from the beginning of time to nearly the end of this century, time is quickly running out for planet Earth and her people. Very soon, God's curtain of time will be closed shut for all who reside upon this Earth. Romans 8, 23 says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. 
We know it is true that when we are born again of water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit, we are called the sons and daughters of God. This is a spiritual position we attain by becoming believers and followers of Christ Jesus. As God's sons, daughters, and heirs, we await with anticipation the day where we will be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air and be redeemed so that when we see Jesus Christ, we will be like him. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17 comes to us saying, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Second Peter 3.10 adds his description, For the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. When Jesus Christ returns like a thief in the night, many people in this world will be taken by surprise and even taken off guard. Therefore, it behooves everyone to seek first the salvation of one's soul by asking Jesus Christ, what must I do to be saved? The answer given to Nicodemus in his talk with Jesus Christ is addressed in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the sixth verse, it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. At certain times, the Lord Jesus Christ creates circumstances to enable his believers to spread the gospel. And through our efforts to save souls, we may find someone whose heart has already been softened by God. Such was the case of Philip, with Philip, whom God gave the opportunity to enlighten a eunuch of Ethiopia. This circumstance was unique in nature when the Ethiopian visited Jerusalem to worship. Upon returning home, he sat in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, but without understanding. The eunuch had a God-given readiness to receive the gospel of the kingdom of God because God's word had touched his heart. Philip, instructed by an angel to take this particular route, knew exactly what to do and became an instrument of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pick up our reading in Acts 8, 29-30. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Many today share the same situation as the eunuch. They are unable to experience the true riches of God's word because they are not filled with His Holy Spirit, lacking the understanding. Reading verses 31 and 34 to 38, and he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh thou, prophet, this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth, and began at that same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe 
that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. It is a true statement that to get the eunuch to be baptized, Philip must have repeated the words spoken by Peter in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The eunuch willingly took on the name of Jesus Christ in baptism and believed the scripture found in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yes, television viewers, we pray that your heart is being stirred this morning after hearing God's word and spiritual commandment. Why not reevaluate your faith unto salvation and get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ to accept him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? Accept him today, and why not right now? It is the greatest decision that anyone can make, for today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Tomorrow may be too late. There is coming a time when the world shall hear the sounds of the great battle of Armageddon. The term Armageddon means the Mount of Slaughter, as detailed in Revelation 16, 16. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Many great battles of the world have been fought there, and many more will take place there in the future. Reading on further in Revelations 19, 19 to 20, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which, which he deceived him, that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. The great battle of Armageddon will not be just another battle between the nations of the earth. It will be a united attack by the Antichrist and nations of the earth against the Lord Jesus Christ, who at that time will be represented by his Jewish believers. The attitude of those nations is described in Psalms 2, 1 through 4. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sit in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. However, the battle of Armageddon is barely described in the book of Revelations because the most important aspect is not the battle. It is the triumph of Jesus Christ over his enemies. The time is coming when Jesus Christ shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives as described in Zechariah 14, 4-5, and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem, on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east, 
and toward the west, and there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And he shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel, yea, he shall flee. Like as he fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. The true church, the body of Christ, will they be in heaven and will come with the Lord Jesus Christ when he returns in glory. We live today in an exciting generation where we are witnessing things that indicate the, the end of time of all things is at hand. Today we witness violence and lawlessness upon the earth as it was in the beginning. So shall it be in the end. Genesis 6, 5 to 7 relates, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and he grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For he repented me that I have made them. After only a few generations, the heart of man had become so wicked that he repented the Lord that he had made him. However, God found grace in Noah, and only Noah and his family were saved with the rest of the creation being destroyed in the great deluge. The Bible tells us that there will be a great lawlessness in the last days. And looking around, we can see this coming to pass before our very eyes. Many people appear to be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. There are millions of victims of crime annually and many murders or crimes of passion are family-related, violent crimes on the increase, with female homicides being committed by husbands or boyfriends. Crimes against children are also growing day by day, with reported cases of child abuse almost on a daily basis, which is appalling. Violence is not just a local occurrence, but it is also worldwide, in families, in schools, and on the campuses and also among the nations, lack of respect for those in authority and for law and order plagues our world today. Terrorists do not hesitate to kidnap citizens of another country or hold them for a ransom. Innocent people are being terrorized by lawless groups throughout the world. The question upon the hearts of everyone today is, are we safe? We will be kidnapped, and is someone there having a granite or a bomb or a lawless person on this bus or plane? We screen, we check, and we search for the lawless, the brutal, and those who have no respect for the rights of others. This confirms God's word, indicating that time is quickly approaching the end of all things. The Bible clearly describes Russia's intervention in the Middle East prior to the end of the age. The prophet Ezekiel describes the full-scale attack by the Antichrist and his nations upon Israel. 
His prophecy reveals an attack on Israel that will be worldwide. Israel's enemies will come, not from the surrounding areas and neighbors, but far, far away. Ezekiel 39, 1 and 2 and 4, Therefore thou, son of man, prophesy against Gog, and say, Thou saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee, and will cause thee to come up from the north parts, and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands and the people that is with thee. I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. It has been said that every time the north is referred to in the scriptures, it points to the north of Jerusalem, or the line that goes in the direction of the Soviet Union, Russia. Ezekiel also mentions the chief city, Meshach, from which Moscow gets its name. Reading on further in Ezekiel 38, 1-3, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold him against the old Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. This is a prophecy designating the coming of a federation of nations under the leadership of the Antichrist, which will include the countries listed in Ezekiel 38, 5 and 6, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomor and all his bands, the house of Tokomah of the North Quarters and all his bands, and many people with thee. This federation of nations, including Russia, will make up the army of the Antichrist, consisting of people from many countries. They will try to destroy Israel and abolish the name of the Lord Jesus Christ from the earth. During one of our visits to Northern Galilee, we saw the remains of the Syrian bunkers. There is a monument there, which is the tail of an Israeli jet. It's a memorial to those men who fought and destroyed the Syrian stronghold. The Syrians had set up a fortification over Northern Galilee they were planning to completely demolish Northern Galilee and take that part of Israel for themselves. But Eli Khan, an Israeli spy in Damascus, had convinced the Syrians to plant eucalyptus trees around those bunkers to offer shade from the sun. He sent the following words back to the Israelis. Everywhere you see a eucalyptus tree, bomb it. They did this and recaptured the area. Ilagan is a hero and even his enemies had to admit it. His body is still in Damascus until this day. Therefore, Israel must be ready and on guard at all times. A beautiful picture of Israel is described in Ezekiel 47, 8. Then said he unto me, these waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which bring forth into the sea, the water shall be healed. Ezekiel's prophecy further states that the Dead Sea shall live, and that creatures will live in it. Great numbers of fish, fishermen will stand on the banks of the Dead Sea, 
and will harvest the great catches of fish. However, today nothing lives in the Dead Sea, and is literally a Dead Sea. In contrast, the Sea of Galilee is alive and spawns with life. The Word of God in Isaiah 35, 1 also reads, The wild wilderness and the solitary place shall be a glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. Now, this land is some of the most fertile, crop-yielding land in the whole world. Trees, flowers, and food abound, and Israel has blossomed into a leading exporter of flowers, fruits, and vegetables. It is the third largest exporter of roses and the world's exporter of Jaffa oranges. Lastly, Matthew 24, 42 and 44 reads, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come in. Therefore, be also ready in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Jesus Christ cautions us in Luke 21, 34 to 36, And take heed to yourselves, lest any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on, on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always that he may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. The joy of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ represents the fact that it will be a glad day for the church the body of Christ, when Jesus Christ returns in clouds of glory to rapture them up. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. The church band will conclude today's telecast with an uplifting song titled, Let Him In.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.